May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. So one of the themes that we have been seeing together over the past couple of weeks is that our life with God is not promised to be an easy life or a comfortable life. If you remember on Transfiguration Sunday, the disciples who accompanied Jesus up onto the mountain and saw him for who he really was, recognized him as the Messiah and as God's beloved child. Those disciples did not get to stay in that sort of sweet and happy vision, um, but immediately followed Jesus down the mountain and into his ministry and ultimately followed him to Jerusalem where he would suffer and be crucified. And then last week we were with Jesus when he was baptized in the Jordan River and again we have God's affirmation of him. You are my beloved son, my beloved child, and I'm well pleased with you. But that does not mean that Jesus then got to sit back and enjoy fruit and hang out with his friends and relax. Being well-pleased meant that the Spirit drove him into the wilderness where he faced temptation. So life with God is not necessarily an easy or comfortable life. In fact, it might be exactly the opposite. I, I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm happy or comfortable, then it's easy for me to feel like I'm doing the right things. I have no trouble at all taking credit for any good fortune that comes to me. But then, on the other hand, when we face challenge or criticism or loss, that's when we might start to question ourselves, when we suffer. We might say, are we really doing the right thing? Maybe it wasn't such a good idea after all to leave that job. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten into this relationship. Maybe we shouldn't have picked up and moved to this house. Maybe I should have kept my mouth shut instead of speaking that truth. Maybe I shouldn't have stood up to that bully. Maybe I shouldn't have made that request. Those are the ways that doubt creeps in when we find ourselves suffering or uncomfortable. Uh, or we might be questioning God or our relationship to God. Why did God put me in this situation? Why am I suffering? Why do I have to experience this loss? Why does this person I love have to suffer and struggle? So we end up, without, without meaning to, we end up equating discomfort. When we are uncomfortable, when we're challenged, when we suffer, we find ourselves starting to wonder, did we do something wrong? Um, and we equate our discomfort with wrong and comfort and ease with doing what's right. But Jesus is here to challenge that equation. He says, life with God, it will not be easy. It will not be comfortable. But it will be a life worth living. In fact, it's the only life worth living. In our gospel today, we start off with Jesus teaching his disciples. He says, my way of life 
is going to lead to suffering, rejection, and death. And he's telling them this because in the verses right before this, which we didn't read, um, that's where Jesus has, he's just asked them, so he's just finished asking them, who do people say that I am? And they say, oh, well, you know, some people say you're John the Baptist, and some people say you're Elijah, and some people say you're one of the prophets. And he says, and what about you? Who do you know me to be? Who do you say that I am? And it's Peter who says, you are the Messiah. So what does it mean to be the Messiah? Up until now for the disciples to follow Jesus, it's meant actually some popularity. So far, since this baptism, it's been about following Jesus around the countryside and he is teaching and he is preaching and he is talking about the kingdom of God and bringing healing and people are flocking to him. And so it's easy for them right now to say, you're the Messiah. You're going to lead us and deliver us. But what Jesus wants them to know is, if that's why you're following me, it's not going to last. The way of Jesus, my way of love, it, we're about to run up against some human institutions and some human powers um, that are threatened by us. And and we're going to run into suffering and rejection and death. And he's trying to prepare them for this. And Peter, the one who said, you are the Messiah. He's also the one who kind of speaks for all of us when he takes Jesus aside. And he's like, oh, can you cool it with the suffering and the rejection? Um, he's expressing that same discomfort that so many of us feel when we experience suffering and rejection. Doesn't suffering, doesn't rejection mean that we're doing something wrong? How can following God, how can healing, how can a ministry of healing and love lead to suffering? And how can it change the world? Like us, he struggles when the way of Jesus takes him to places that are uncomfortable and frightening. what we're finding out is that God is often, or maybe even always, calling us out of our comfort zone. God is inviting us to do things that we think we can't do. God, this is the same God who invites Abraham and Sarah at the age of 99 to take on new names, new roles, new identities. Hey, you know what? I think it's about time that you two became parents together after decades and decades of life. And although that's not in our reading today, this is the God who makes Sarah laughs when she hears this. I think probably partly because of the absurdity of becoming a parent in her 90s after she'd given that dream up so long ago. And maybe partly with joy as well. But what this story with Abraham reminds us is that if we ever think we're too old or just too settled in our ways, just, just too, too comfortable where we are to change. If we ever think that it's too late for us to try something new or to learn something new, that we've got this God who is, fortunately or not for us, always ready to unsettle us and to shape things up. God is inviting us to risk something big for something good. To lay down 
the things that make us feel safe and comfortable. Not for the sake of suffering itself, not, not that suffering itself is a good, but that we're willing to go through suffering and hardship. We're willing to let go of what we know and what's comfortable for the sake of living into God's dream and for the sake of becoming who God made us to be. This, this year of pandemic has been a year of suffering and struggle. And I wonder if in many ways it, isn't, it hasn't also been a year where we've come to life in, in new ways. Many of us this year have really lived. If we've been faced with the loss of people we love or just from being separated from them, then, then we've also realized how deeply we love them. And if we felt frantic because the demands of parenting and work and everything we need to juggle and being online 24-7 and grieving have put on us, then we've also maybe rediscovered that God made us not just for work and labor, but for deep rest, for Sabbath. If this year you've found yourself Dreaming dreams that you never dreamed before. Hoping for things you didn't hope for before. Then you are not the only person who's dreaming new dreams. If you find yourself wondering, you're not the only one. If you're questioning things that you never questioned before, you are not alone. If you are grateful for things that you used to take for granted or if you are longing deeply for those things that were once just part of everyday life. You're not the only one. That's because in this suffering and in this struggle and this time of loss, God is still active. God is still inviting us into new life and into a life that is deep that is deeply rooted and centered in God. And that means we might struggle, but we won't be alone. And our life will be worth living. I once heard a woman who was telling her story of recovery from addiction. She summed her journey up this way. She said, in recovery, my life did not become a rose garden, but it became a life. Life with God is not, I think what she meant is, life with God is not, it's not a rose garden. It's not a walk in the park. <laughs> but God's ways are always going to be more challenging for us. They're going to require more of us than our ways and our preferences. But God's ways lead to life. A life that is worth having lived. And God's ways lead us to a life that we can hold lightly as a real gift. 
and will know it as a gift from a God who loves us and is always calling us to be part of God's kingdom. Amen.